Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, my loves. How is everybody doing? Hopefully you can hear me a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, hello. I am so thrilled to be here and see everyone. I've got my chat right here. I've got lots of weird stuff ready to show you. Um, yeah, let me know if you can hear me because uh, that's first and foremost. I want to be able to be heard because, uh, you know, showing you weird stuff just with hand gestures and all that, it's okay. It's okay, but I don't think it does quite the same thing. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm heard. I love it. So, yes, hello. Unahime, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I am I am quite pleased with the overlay myself. <laughs> um, I actually had a great time making it. It's been a minute or so since I have made one of my own overlays. So, yes, hello, Cold Spider. I saw a bunch of names I recognize. I am so excited. And among these things, I want to introduce all of you to a, a little a little someone. A little someone special and that would be my buddy here my new buddy this is Udon um, so I, I want everyone to meet Udon Udon is just a baby uh, but you know he is glorious and he is beautiful and I love him and uh, one of the things that I think everyone should see about this is look at this beautiful shine see that nice that nice rainbow shine. Um, yeah, so I, my initial goal here was to have a, a co-host, as it were, and I've been trying to get Udon to stay on me, but Udon is on the move. Udon has places to be, and unfortunately those places are not places that he should be, because I don't want him going down a vent, creeping around the house, climbing up the wall, because snakes actually do that. Uh, oh, yes, so I see the question, what type of snake is Udon? And I will tell you, Udon is, let's, let's get him back up here, Udon is a reticulated python. And for those of you who know me uh, and know about my 
menagerie uh, of creatures. I paused there for a minute because I want to say menage, and then the only thing that came after in my brain was a toit. And I was like, that's not right. That's not it. <laughs> um, but yeah, my menagerie. Uh, people will remember B, who uh, my ball python, who unfortunately a few couple, like three weeks ago, actually passed away. Um, so it's, that was not a happy moment, obviously. Um, and whilst I am uh, bringing Udon into the fold, I am still grieving the loss of B. Uh, she was a fantastic ball python. Um, and I, I will say, I normally mind you, normally, would not uh, go on to replace creatures as quickly uh, as happened. But you see, what had happened was that I was on Craigslist one day, for reasons, and um, thank you, thank you, Stingfalm and Udihime. But yeah, I was on Craigslist in the pet section for no real reason at the time, uh, and I happened to see Udon here posted, who uh, was bred by a snake breeder, um, and presumably by Udon's parents. Uh, so I went on, and I saw Udon, and I fell in love, but at that point in time, I still had more pets than I have now. Um, and I, I did end up, I rehomed the Bearded Dragons um, with a very good friend of mine who they're doing well. Um, but you know, at that point in time, I still had one million animals. And so my thinking was, you know, I can't have all these animals. That's just crazy. Uh, and by crazy, I mean, I do not have the capacity nor the spoons to deal with it all. But Udon is kind of my dream snake. And so, you know, when I did suddenly have spoons open up, I immediately kind of went over and was like, yes, give me snake, give me snake now. I will say, there are some notable differences between ball pythons and reticulated pythons. And one of those differences I discovered after bringing the lovely Udon home with me, uh, is that, as it turns out, um, ball pythons get to be about, uh, probably about like 10 to 12 feet. Uh, females, I think, females are of all the snakes are bigger, but they can be about maybe 14 feet or so. Um, reticulated pythons, as it happens, are notably some of the biggest snakes, period end of sentence. Um, and whilst the males still stay a little bit smaller at like 10 to 12, maybe 14 feet, the females get up to 20 and have been reported at 30 feet. So that's a lot of snake. Um, oh my gosh, BB Swaggin, I'm so sorry to hear about Luna. Thoughts for both you and for Luna. Like eight and a half years is a really long time to spend with any fur, scale, hair, baby. Um, so yeah, I'm so sorry to hear about that, though. I hope you're doing well. And also, Dr. Squiggums, Squiggums, I'm assuming, uh, is the pronunciation I'm going to go with on that. Welcome. It is wonderful to see you. But yeah, so I, 
back to the whole uh, sizing situation here. I'm really hoping... Mm, and Udon is a male, so I'm hoping that he stays on the smaller side of 10 to 12 feet. Uh, because even that is a lot of snake. It's a lot of snake. And I'm not worried uh, in the sense of, you know, I mean... I, I want a snake that's going to get bigger, hence I've been going with the pythons and such, and that's great, and I like that. I, um, I will admit I was a little worried on uh, seeing the information about how big these snakes get, but it will be fine, uh, and that's, that's the important thing. But also the important thing to note is, again, look at this face. Hang on, you, we gotta bring this face up here closer. Take a, take a look, take a look, oh. Look at his little face. Let's see if I can get him. Look at his little eyeballs. Isn't he the sweetest, look at that. He is just, I guess I, um, also a little bit late. Uh, warning uh, for anyone who may have a snake phobia of any kind. I have a snake today, and um, I just stuck his face up in the camera. A little bit late on that, I'll admit. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he is very googly. Like, I realize with ball pythons, uh, from what I understand anyway, their eyes do move around. I didn't really notice that as much with B. She more would just move her head around when she's looking around. But little man here moves his eyes all back and forth, and that is... It's pretty cute, if you ask me. Um, it's really fun to watch him squiggle around. <laughs> so, uh, and yes, Sting Palm, you are absolutely correct. Definitely will have time, presumably, to uh, change enclosures. And, at the very least, uh, I do have a back porch. So, will that become... The snake land? Maybe. Maybe it will. Uh, so, hey! Nash! Thank you so much for the follow! Oh my gosh, it is so good to see you! It has been far too long, far too long. Um, yes, thank you so much for joining! Um, yes, hello! It is, I do have to say, so this is my first time streaming in probably about a year. Not counting the uh, the TTRPGs that I've been uh, wonderfully honored to be a part of such fabulous casts, but this is my first time uh, bringing it to the screen, bringing it into your face solo, and you know, I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked. I'm thrilled, and I am especially thrilled to be able to share with you some really weird. Uh, things that I have found. <laughs> Solo dolo. Uh, just, just rolling free. Rolling free like, like one does. Um, and it has, it has been that long. And I do have to say, I am so, so thrilled to be a part of, uh, Cybernation Uncensored and the amazing team behind all of the things you see going on. Uh, just have to give give a little boop, shout out <laughs> for that and thank you thank you i feel welcomed and um yeah i feel welcomed and it feels good uh, especially 
bringing to you a lot of the, oh, you know, the weird, the weird things that we can't get enough of. I can't get enough of, but you're here with me. So I'm assuming you can't get enough of it either. The world is a weird place. And for anyone who has ever caught my podcast, Fantastically Strange, I have covered in that a number of fantastically weird, strange uh, things, such as things that are strange about mushrooms, female assassins, um, oh my gosh, a whole host of things. I actually have one, two, two seasons up? I don't remember, because it's been a minute. Uh, since I've been over there as well. But I do actually have a new season in production um, that is mostly focused on interviews with fascinating people such as uh, our very own, you may recognize the name, Rob Mulligan. That is right. That is right. The, uh, the original cyberpunk uncensored back in the time uh, is interviewed by yours truly. So... I will definitely keep everyone apprised on that, but, um, oh yes, Nash, uh, so Danger Noodle's name is Udon, the, the very, the very new, the very cute, oh my god, he just did a little tongue at my nose, I'm dying, I'm dying from the cuteness here, um, <laughs> so, and yes, well, and, and I do have to say, I actually, I will admit, it, uh, took me a little longer than I would have preferred to actually be getting the next season of Fantastically Strange out. But in the meantime, I am so thrilled that I can actually be bringing you this here now. Because, you know, there are only so many hours in a day, or at least I'm told, and uh, yeah, yeah, I can I can get my weird fix with this monthly stream and for anyone who is not yet aware and who wants to go ahead and mark this on their calendar for the rest of the year, for the rest of time, um, I'm going to be here with you the last Tuesday of every month, bringing you the strange happenings from the month, uh, including but not limited to news stories, science stories, weird things I find on Facebook Marketplace, perhaps some unboxings, as it were, uh, and a lot of other strange things that are just weird and exciting. Uh, so I'm really excited about all of this, and uh, I apologize too, you'll notice that I keep looking down. So we would have started the countdown timer a little bit sooner tonight. However, we had a very, and by we I mean Udon and myself, and yes, Nash, Udon is indeed a type of noodle. A delicious, delicious type of noodle. However, I will not be eating Udon. Udon does not need to worry. Um, and unfortunately, I actually stopped subscribing to the Bone Box for a little while because of, it's not expensive, you know, it's, but financial stuff, but I am hoping to resubscribe to the Bone Box, brought to you by Skulls Unlimited. They have never once sponsored me to say that, but I say it so well that I want to say it every time so that 
they will see and inevitably decide to sponsor me and my amazing unboxes that take you, yes, you to the bone zone <laughs> in a scientific and scholarly fashion, academic, and not, um, you know, not after hours talk because that's that's for a different place and time that is not here uh so but yeah i do have an unboxing tonight as well though along with a few news stories uh that i found to be particularly interesting so whoop, uh so uh, oh yes but what i was saying as well <laughs> um and it's okay, Nash. Inside jokes are still here, and I still stand for them. <laughs> um, and I'll explain. Listen, you are all on the inside. We are on the inside together. So, you know, if there is anything that comes from another place that's an inside joke, I'll explain it. And then you'll be inside with me, and it will be fantastic. Um, but yes, so I do want to apologize that you see me looking downward as opposed to straight into your glorious faces, because initially hmm, I would have started the timer a little bit sooner. However, you see what had happened was because it has been a minute since I have streamed uh, on my own channel, I, um, I made the mistake of going ahead and updating OBS when it said to me, hey, hey girl, how would you like to update me? How would you like the most, the most recent version? How would you like OBS up today, October 25th, 2022? And I said, yes, OBS, I would like that. I think that would be delightful. And it was not, uh, it would not in fact be delightful. In fact, it was the opposite of delightful, it was terrible. Uh, as, as what happened was I went to stream, we went to go live, and then OBS let me know that, hey, you know how I said we were gonna, we were gonna update and great things were gonna follow? I actually think that I want to not work right now. I think that your drivers are out of date. This is really your fault. And, um, and then I wept. I wept on the inside little on the outside. Uh, and so I ended up moving onto my laptop, which is actually <laughs> when I look down is what I am looking at. Uh, so I'm actually in process of finishing setting up my, my glorious and beautiful overlays and setups and everything like that, that I did have actually set up in advance like a person who actually plans things in advance. Um, go figure. Go figure I would, I would actually get stuff set up and planned in advance and then when I go to go live, uh, it tells me no. So that was sad um, and that made me really start to panic. Uh, but you know what? We're, we're not... We're not that late. It's still only 7.34. We only, we were only like, I think seven minutes late when we jumped live. And you know, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, because you know, we're, we're in it together. You, 
me, these images that I'm dropping into this other overlay, we're all in it together and it's great. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, Cold Spider, I, you know, I will say, trying to do it for, I, I did think though, I did consider uh, going live from my phone and I, I put so much though, I put so much into my overlays, I'm so proud of them. Um, this one and the next one you are about to see in a moment, and yes, uh, thank you, Overlord Cybernation <laughs> Censored, we do have all night. Tonight is ours to savor. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I wanted to show off this stuff because as you can see, this overlay, I, I don't necessarily want to overtly toot my own horn, but I'm tooting. I'm tooting a little bit. I, I built this with my own two hands and Photoshop and a drawing pad, but with those things and my own two hands, I made this. I drew all these little icons and um, I'll be real, I am very, I am very proud of them. And also, I will have you know, if you look up into the top right corner of your glorious screen, you will see that there is a logo. And I made that logo too with my very own hands. I, I do have to do a little tutelage. Not of the learning kind, but of the kind um, whenever these things happen because it's been long enough that I've designed stuff um, that I I had forgotten I had forgotten how much I enjoy it and I really do so let's see what did I accidentally resize that I didn't want to so we're getting close to this journey this journey that I am really excited to take you on and that I think you will likely enjoy. Uh, so one of the first things that I want to start with is getting, hold up, let me get Udon uh, situated here. And da 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 da. And we are about to hit our very first story of the evening. And so this story, <laughs> this story, oh goodness, how even to begin? So uh, I'm sure that all of you are aware of um, the brain, the human brain the thing in your head, the thing that makes you move around and, and have thoughts and things like that. And I'm, I'm sure you are also aware of science. The thing that keeps us going, the thing that helps to make our lives better. So with a lot, with a lot of happenings with science, sometimes you come across Something a little, a little unusual, a little weird, if you will. One such example would be, and that is the first example I'm going to give you is not something from this month, but it's something I just want to share with you to get you in the mood 
for uh, where we're going to be going here. So when I was taking a psychology class, I remember reading about a very certain, <laughs> a certain test that was done, test, and what the researchers did in this instance of researching, they took a monkey, and no animals were harmed during this, so rest easy. Uh, they took a monkey, though, of, I don't remember exactly what type, um, so forgive my misknowledge there, but they took a monkey and they put the monkey in a box. Like, I don't know if it was a box, like a present box, a gift box, a shoe box, if it were a tiny monkey. Not really sure. Uh, but they, they put this monkey in this box. And what they did then was they, they set up a, you know, those little Christmas choo-choo trains, the little tiny ones. I, I suppose that you could run them any time of year, but I feel like I only ever see them during Christmas. The little trains that go around the trees and go through the little holiday tiny lands. Um, so they took and set up one of these trains and a track just going directly around the box. That's it. They then started the train, let it go, and they, they watched to see what would happen. So what happened, you know, and we all know that monkeys are very intelligent. They're smart creatures. So what happened was the monkey figured out how to release itself from said box. Now, my guess is that there was likely, oh gosh, um, some, maybe a tie on the box. Maybe the, the box was, had a latch. I'm not really sure. It, I, I don't remember seeing details from that, but the monkey released itself from the box. So curious was it about the sound of the train going around this box. Now that's, that's all fine and well, that's a fine and, and strange experiment. But the thing that they found that was really interesting was that <laughs> after, hello, Crit Witch, it's good to see you. Um, so after they released the monkey, or after the monkey released itself rather from the box and explored the, the little model train, there's the word, my Lord, the model train uh, that was going around the box, the monkey then got bored. It got bored of this model train and then it went back into the box and closed itself in. So, <laughs> and, ah, I'm, I'm having, now I'm really having to get close because my eyes aren't good. Um, yes, <laughs> Kivi, Ki oh, Kivuko, Kivuko, please correct me if I'm not saying that correctly. Kivuko, Welcome. It is wonderful to see you. Thank you so much for the join. Um, yeah, so the monkey got bored and then locked itself back into the box. So, which I, all, all I can think of when I talk about a box is the famous line, what's in the box? So, <laughs> it, it is a monkey in this capacity. And so, long story short, there's there's all of this stuff that ended up going on. Monkey in the box, monkey coming out of the box, curiosity, monkey going back into the box. The point to that, though, what were these people even researching? 
Why? 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 Why put the monkey in the box? Why put the train around there? And I'm, I'm trying to think about how that, I don't know, that, that proposal, I suppose, would have looked to get a grant for that. Like, now listen, imagine, if you will, a monkey, but not just a monkey, this monkey in a box. Why? Because we can, uh, you know? And no, and Kiyoko, absolutely. Why, why research anything, you know? And, and that's a good point, you know, to, to find out for knowledge purposes, um, you know? And I, I guess I'm just curious about what the initial plan, like what they were looking for, uh, because I think the real surprise was the monkey eating board and then going back into the box. Um, but yeah, I, I'm envisioning that it probably had something to do with how, how far curiosity can drive you. Will it, will curiosity kill a cat? There, I, you know. Um, so that all being said, uh, I would like to invite you <laughs> to the first story from this actual month. And uh, that story, that story is... Dun, 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 dun. And is that better? Is that better? Can you, can you hear me now? Uh, <laughs> at, at least while I was figuring out this mute situation, I gotta tell you, um, you could at least see the start to the story. So part of the thing that scientists are always doing are trying to figure out ways to research things pertaining to the brain, because despite how long people have had access to better technology and things like that to study said brain. It's really not easy, you know, and, and people, people, scientists, uh, researchers still only have really a limited amount of things that they know about the brain. Um, you know, it's still relatively uh, mysterious in a lot of ways. So generally speaking, Scientists, when they're studying brain cells, um, nerve cells, things like that, uh, what will happen is that these nerve cells will be put into a petri dish and grown in that way, petri dish style. <laughs> um, and as you might be able to imagine, there are some drawbacks to, you know, growing nerves in a petri dish. It's not, there's not a blood flow, there's not a body, <laughs> you know, um, there's, there are so many, uh, there's so many things and <laughs> uh, Kivyuko, 
I could understand what you were saying, though. So that that spelling of Petri dish, I think, is just fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of reasons why Petri dishes are not necessarily ideal when it comes to, you know, um, learning more about the, the human nervous system, cells, brains, things like that. So what they had done in this particular instance is that a uh, report online in Nature uh, on October 12th showed that as they, they had put these uh, nervous cells into rat pups, which are baby rats, I know you know that, but rat pup is such a cute word. <laughs> um, so they, they put these cells into the rat pups' brains and then tracked what was happening as they grow and like how they're able to study the nerve cells that way. And the nerve cells ended up actually flourishing uh, because again, there is a blood supply. There are nutrients from other cells and things like that. There are a lot of reasons that, um, you know, rat brains are more complex than Petri dishes. There are so many reasons why it was just a really standout ground for, you know, the, the cells to grow. Uh, and so what they would do is they ran tests of the electrical properties and what they found was that these nerve cells that were implanted into these rat brains actually started uh, developing more similarly to the way that they develop in human brains than the cells that are grown in petri dishes. So what I think is all the more interesting is that the human cells actually influenced the rat behavior. Uh, so what they would do is that they would flash certain colors of light, um, like a blue light, and reward the rats with water. And the rats would learn to move to the water spout when the human portion of the organ sent its signals. Which, I think we all know that human-rat hybrids are going to come out of this. Um, I, I will say it now. It is, it's all, it's all... Splinter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from this moment forward, which I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at it. And whilst that is my idea of what is going to happen, uh, apparently, apparently, scientists claim that um, in behavioral tests, these rats did not show signs of higher intelligence or memory. Um, and the researchers will were actually um, more worried that because of the space that the human cells were taking up in the brain, it would actually cause deficits in the ra the rats, you know, uh, intelligence, memory, things like this. And yes, Kiyoko, <laughs> sharpen the blades because in best case scenario, these rats turn into just a bunch of splinters from Ninja Turtles. Worst case scenario, they're those rat guys from Princess Bride, the uh, swamp rats, you know the ones. So I think we need to be on the lookout because, mm, I don't know. They say that they're, and by them, I mean the rats, are not showing higher levels of intelligence or things like that. I don't know if I believe it. Like, what are they gonna say? 
the rats have taken over the building. This article is actually secretly being written by the rats. Uh, the, the rats have now infiltrated the government. They're not going to say that. We're going to be the last to know. So I'm just saying. I think uh, there's a little bit of, of rat brain cover-up going on here. But if you want to believe what the article says, apparently, apparently, um, it's, it's a good study that is showing good things about, you know, human nerve cells and not mutant human intelligence rats. So that's, that's the, uh, that's the get down on that. So the next thing, the next story I have for you is observe, if you will, the size of this pumpkin. This pumpkin is not only gargantuan, uh, this pumpkin is a hefty 2,560 pounds. And, um, hey, Lil Bones, thank you so much for the sub. So, this, this pumpkin, it was grown in Minnesota. It is a Minnesota pumpkin. And, ah, thank you so much for the follow. Let's see, hang on, I gotta get my face right down in it. Oh my goodness, it's gone. So, uh, this is because my eyes are not great, but thank you so much for the follow. Um, yeah, so we've got here this, this gargantuan pumpkin, which as you may guess, was not simply grown in the month of October. <laughs> this pumpkin took a little, just a hair, a hair longer to grow than that. But what we have here is the great pumpkin, oh, I'm sorry, hang on. The world championship pumpkin way off. Oh, Cyclonus, hello, it is wonderful to see you. And well, and Kimiko, I will say like this pumpkin, especially the guy standing behind it like that, I was like, oh, this is very odd. Like this pumpkin has a really weird, it's we. it's just, it's very like, uh, <sighs> You know, it, it has a lot, there's a lot of character. It has a lot of character to it. Um, and, oh my gosh, Cold Spider is Jim Martin, the previous Pumpkin King, because you may know more about this than I do. Um, but yeah, so in this year's Safeway World Championship, Pumpkin Way Off, the 49th annual World Championship Pumpkin Way Off, uh, this pumpkin right here, met the world wait no oh it did not it did not beat the world record hang on i i read ahead too quickly so it got really close but it did not beat the world record the world record heavy pumpkin is in fact a pumpkin from italy that weighed a healthy 2703 pounds which is a really big pumpkin um, and so, you know, apparently during this championship, uh, 30 pumpkin growers did in fact participate. This was clearly the largest, but you know what? It's a good pumpkin. It's a good, healthy pumpkin. This, the guy who grew it looks absolutely thrilled. And I like when I get to see people being that happy about something. My biggest curiosity is what's going to happen to it now? Uh, it does not appear to be a pie pumpkin, because historically speaking, they tend to be a little bit smaller. 
more orange and not weighing over 2,000 pounds. But imagine if it were. Imagine the size of the pumpkin pie you could make with this pumpkin. It would be amazing. It would be amazing, and I would eat the entire thing. I would have a lot of regrets, I'll have you know, but I would love every minute of it. Um, oh yeah, and absolutely, Critwitch. I do, I'm imagining you have to put it on a trailer, but to get it on the trailer, how many people would you need to lift this pumpkin up? I'm, I'm guessing a forklift? Like, you would have to have a forklift. Because you can't, there's no, there's no, I'm, I'm sorry, you could have ten people and you cannot, I'm guessing, lift this pumpkin from around the sides. Um, oh my gosh, cold spider! I did not know that! Uh, and what we have here, uh, apparently Jim Martin played guitar for Faith No More, which I should have known, um, and once booted from the band, like one does, uh, started a massive pumpkin farm where he tried to grow large pumpkins. Well... I don't know if any of his pumpkins would have beat out this particular pumpkin. I'm particularly impressed by it, but, you know, I'll have to look further into it. There may have been uh, some pretty nice-sized pumpkins coming out of that patch. So, next up, next up, I have for you, I know you're wondering, and this, I do have to say, is one of, this is one of my favorites that I'm bringing to you, and I, I should not take joy out of it. But it is one of my favorites. So, uh, in Massachusetts, a, a woman was charged with sending a swarm of bees after deputies at an eviction process. Uh, so, what happened was that uh, a woman was um, being served an eviction and is now facing multiple charges of assault and battery. And uh, this happened on October 12th in the Springfield District Court. Um, or at least that's when the court itself uh, took place. The person in question here is Rory S. Woods, who is 55, uh, pled not guilty, evidently. She and the other protesters involved in this... Uh, disagreement between the eviction ease, the evictees and the evictor, um, said that they were trying to prevent a wrongful eviction. Uh, the homeowner brought evidence of a bankruptcy, etc., etc. Um, so what happened? What actually happened in the, the B event was that Woods, who lives in Hadley, arrived in an SUV towing a trailer carrying beehives and started shaking them, breaking the cover off one and causing hundreds of bees to swarm out and initially sting one deputy, according to the report. Uh, Woods had evidently planned for this, as noted by the beekeeper suit that she was wearing, and Eventually she was handcuffed, but not before several more sheriff's deputies were stung. Thankfully, um, no one got too horrific of injuries, but there were apparently three people involved who were allergic to bees. And that is dangerous. As funny as bees are, and, you know, as friendly as, like, honeybees, carpenter bees, uh, bumblebees, as much as they are our friends, 
don't play dangerous games with bees. First off, I don't think the bees like it. I don't think the bees want to be shaken up and thrown at some cops. Uh, Shaw Tales, hello, it is so good to see you. But yeah, I don't think the bees want to be thrown at cops. They don't want that. They're just chilling in their hive. And <laughs> Cold Spider, I wish that Wu-Tang was blasting upon this, this bee situation. Um, and there was a quote from this event where uh, Chief Deputy Sheriff Robert Hoffman had said, we had a court order that's been presented to us, and it's our job to effectuate that court order. It was Miss Wood's arrival with her vehicle and the trailer that really caused things to go haywire. Which is one way of uh, describing this event that took place. But yeah, so it's, it's a wild story. A wild story with wild outcomes. But again, realistically speaking, don't use bees as a weapon. Bees are our friends. You know, use, use bees to pollinate. Send them into flower fields. Send them into, you know, orchards and stuff like that. But don't, don't throw them at people. That's no good. Uh, but yeah, assault by bees. And I, I don't yet know what the outcome of this court case was where uh, the charges were brought. But I, should I find out more, even be it after October, I will keep you apprised. So... Now, next up, yes, that's right, it is the Earth, but not just the Earth. We are talking the Earth's magnetic field. Uh, so, what we have here is that apparently, apparently, the Earth's magnetic field is the scariest thing you have ever heard. <laughs> which I, I will play the clip here in a minute, but... So, magnetic fields, like many other fields, uh, have wavelength, frequency, and other properties. And so, there's a team at ESA's Swarm Satellites that were able to use these magnetic signals to manipulate and control a sonic representation of the core's field. And what I think is really, really interesting, other than the fact they were able to put sound to the Earth's magnetic fields, the thing that I find really interesting is one of the things they did, and this ended up happening yesterday, actually, uh, October 24th. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? As, as I'm seeing this, apparently, this goes October 24th, to October 30th. So if you are in the area, you can actually visit. And apparently, uh, this is happening in Copenhagen, uh, in Denmark. So you could actually visit this experience on site. Uh, so what it is, is that there's a sound system that has been set up with over 30 loudspeakers that have been dug into the ground at... I apologize if this is not spoken correctly, uh, Solbjerg Square in Copenhagen. Um, and it's set up so that each of the speakers represent a different location on the Earth and demonstrates how the magnetic field has fluctuated over the last 100,000 years. And the, the speakers will play the eldritch voice of our planet at precisely 
8 a.m., 1 p.m., and 7 p.m. local time. Again, that is October 24th to October 30th. So, if you find yourself in Copenhagen between those times, give it a try. Give it, give it a peek. Give it a listen. A listen. Um, so, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to give it a little play, and hopefully this actually plays in the way that I hope it will. I may end up having to play this over my microphone because so much has ha been happening with the uh, tech today. So I'm going to play it once. And if you can't hear it, let me know. If it sounds horrifying, you are in fact hearing what you were supposed to be hearing. So here we go. Here we go. Brace yourselves, hold on to your butts, because this is the sound of the Earth's magnetic core. goes on there is about uh five minutes of the earth's core that you too can treat yourself to yeah you know when it first started uh it's described on the site as sounding like uh the creaks and groans of a ship in rough seas but as it goes on i did notice like it almost sounds like there's some whispers in the background and i don't like that i do not like that at all the I don't want to think of the Earth, or the Earth's magnetic field whispering to us. That makes me a little, a little uncomfortable. And honestly, my take on this is listening to it, it got a little weirder and more uncomfortable as it went on. So if, if you are not a part of the Discord over at Cybernation Uncensored, Get your cute little butt over there because I will post uh, a link to where you too can listen to this in this magnetic field in its entirety. Uh, because I do feel like if you listen to the entire five minutes, it probably gets real upsetting toward the end because it did get a little little weirder as time went on. I don't know. It made it made me a little uncomfortable. Not at first, but. Mm, eventually. Uh, yes, and as it happens, the Earth's core is in fact haunted. Um, I mean, think of how many people have died on the Earth. Definitely haunted. Uh, and yes, Urihime, thank you so much for sharing the Discord link. But yeah, I will post that over there so you two can enjoy, enjoy the, uh, hmm, that experience. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you know, it'll, it'll be good. It'll be good. Uh, so I have saved 
one of the most important stories for last. Um, oh my gosh, I don't even know... I don't even know how really to preface this. Uh, this is... This is a very important story, um, and one just serendipitously uh, happened to come out this month. Uh, so I was really thrilled that I could include it here. Um, and get me, if there was something real wild that happened, even if it was um, a little bit before, I'd still include it. But this this was very serendipitous, and it's it's something that I can't believe I didn't know about before. Um, it's really changed a lot of my perspective on things. So I am really thrilled to share this with you. Uh, but yeah, this month was in fact the final, final, final calling of the winner of the 2022 USA Mullet Championship. That's right. We have different categories. We have different names. We have challengers. It is an entire, entire Thing. Uh, so, as we go into this, I'd like to share with you, uh, it would, you wouldn't really be able to enjoy the, the winners here without being able to see some of our final contestants. So what we have here uh, for the 2022 main event, the top 25 final contestants. And I'm going to leave this up for a second because I want you to take a good look. I want you to just really take it in. Take in what we have here. Uh, and I do want to point out some of my personal favorites. Down here, uh, we have Jeremy Perrine. Perrine. I really want to point out those bangs because those bangs have taken things to the next level. They really remind me of maybe the Beatles a little bit. Beatles in the front, mullet in the back. I'm not really sure, uh, but I really appreciate that. Then if we move over here on the right side, you'll notice... Michael Hauk, Hoke, Hauk. And really what I appreciate most about this challenger is that it's not just the mullet. You know, you you can't really have just a mullet in a scenario like this. It's it's a lifestyle. And Michael shows us that with not only the chops going into a partial goatee going back into the chops, back into the mullet, in a pool, with these real fantastic sunglasses on, that honestly, I feel like those sunglasses would work amazingly for our cyberpunk games. Just saying. Is this person an actual cyberpunker in reality? I don't know, but I'm not willing to rule it out. Some of my other favorites from here, if you'll notice down here at the bottom, right next to me, we've got Matt Rollins who, if you will look closely, has kind of, I think it's a red, white, and blue motif, which is just kind of shaved in, shaved into the side uh, and, and dyed, um, I want to say. So we've got a lot of things going on. And you may wonder, how can anyone pick a winner out of this group of champions? Well, I will have you know that not only is there the final champion. We also have the kids division. That's right, we have the kids division with which the winner is in fact Emmett Bailey out of, oh, out of Menomoni? 
Menomone, Wisconsin. Menomone. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with Menomone. If you know, uh, let me know, because I would love to. Um, but yeah, we've got here Emmett rocking that mullet with a little bit of the curliness in the background. And, you know, as to your point, Cold Spider, there is a little bit of a mohawk going on up here. Um, so I think we're seeing what happens when you do, in fact, have both at once. Um, so well done, Emmett. Well done. And I do want to point out, of the challengers, when I pointed out the, uh, the guy in the pool with the chops who, were, who was wearing the sunglasses, I feel like Emmett is wearing those same sunglasses. And now I'm wondering if they are, in fact, the same person in disguise. Uh, I have not yet been proven wrong on that. So uh, that is my take. Next up, we have the teens division winner. We have Caden Kershaw from Wausau, Wisconsin. Wausau. Um, yeah. So we notice here, and honestly, to me, it looks kind of like Emmett just aged a few years. Well, a few, like 10 or so years, uh, which brings us here to Caden. Nice. We got, we got the nice 80s uh, puff up here in front. Nice smile going on. Looks like a friendly guy. Uh, so, yeah. Congratulations, Caden, on your win of the teen division. Next up. Next up. Because there is more. When you thought there wasn't more, there is. Uh, so next up we have the femme mullet category. And taking second place, we have Jenna Raymond. Who, and I do have to say this, the femme mullet has actually been coming back into style. I say that. It's been probably a few years since that's been the case. That it's, it is now firmly back into style. <laughs> so there are actually some pretty cute femme mullet looks. I'm going to be real with you. And when I had my sides shaved more than they are now, I didn't have a femme mullet going on, you know, because my hair was the same length all over. But... The, the shaved sides have been a real thing. Um, and I have to say, the uh, Jenna's hair, I dig it. I like it. I think she rocks it. Um, yeah, I don't really have any complaints there. Like the color, red's a hard one to keep uh, keep in there. And yeah, no, Bronx Mash. The shaved sides and um, femme mullets, well, I know at least the shaved sides, I'm assuming the femme mullets as well, tend to be a staple of the queer community um, for whatever reason. Mostly, I would imagine, because it looks cool and it's easier to take care of. So next up, we have in third place, because I accidentally ordered these wrong, uh, we have in third place Micah Myerskoff? Myerskoff? Um, again, I want to point out, though, it looks good! This is a really good-looking haircut on this this person. I don't know. I, you know, we we kind of look at mullets a lot of the time as, as a certain type of thing, certain genre. But these gals are rocking these mullets. I must say, and that of course brings us to our first place winner, and that would be Cassidy Jensen, who I feel like is rocking the mullet in a more traditional sort of sense. Um, still a femme mullet, still looks real cute, but I feel it's a little more of, of the, less of the uh, fashion mullet, fash mullet, fum mullet, 
not really sure. Um, but more of a traditional take. I do want to point out that this person looks real happy. And I like that. Looks like a very friendly individual. I would have a chat. I'd hang out. Uh, so, now we move on to our next category. And that is, oh my gosh, he's huge! Um, hang on, let's, let's fix that. Third place, that's right. He slowly comes into view. Our third place winner, we have... Dun 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 dun! Brought to you by Manscaped, which I did think was pretty funny. We have here, Bradley Sudath. Sudath? I'm trying my best here with the names. Um, but yes, Bradley has what I like to think of as a really nice, like, the professional mullet, I want to say. Um, really kind of professional look up front. Still got the, the flowing locks in back. But it, it looks like he just pop that sucker up into a bun and, and head into the office. You know, I, I think there's some good things happening here with this one. So that is our third place winner. Before moving on, I do have to say, nice uh, color coordination going on between the hair and the shirt. Putting some thought in there, and I can appreciate that. So next up, we have our second place winner. And I've got to say, this perhaps second place in title first place in my heart, we have Travis Seifer from Wisconsin. The, look at this. This is just fantastic. Once again in, actually no, this looks to be a lake, a lake or a pond, but once again in water. Wearing these cool sunglasses. I don't know if these are the, uh, the main sunglasses that are worn by mullet bearers. Um, I've seen them now on three separate people, and they have stood out to me every single time. But I really appreciate the the photo quality here. Have have some of that um, sharpness up there a little bit, a little bit more contrast. Um, but check out that stash. If that stash says one thing, it says, I'm coming for you in a cop car. Uh, so I can appreciate it. And, <laughs> and yo, cold spider, I mean... It is said that everything comes back around and around and around, and the bell bottoms have in fact been coming back. The uh, those weird sundress things, um, not not for me necessarily, but they've been coming back. I've I've seen them in stores. Uh, so there's there are a lot of things that kind of come around. A lot of home decor I know uh, switches around where different colors are in use and different uh, furniture styles and stuff. So you know. I'm not, listen, I'm not here to say anything against anyone's deal that they enjoy. I enjoy this mullet, though. I, I do have to say, it's, it's hard for me that this is second place, because I, I feel like this is a first place uh, mullet, in my opinion. But going to actual first place, uh, cannot deny, once again, sunglasses, but the thing that really sticks out here for me that I, that I think really bumps it up a notch is... If you'll notice on the shaved sides, not only are these sides shaved, a lightning bolt is shaved into the side. And that does really take it to the next level. I really like this neon splash shirt we have going on. That definitely has 90s vibes to me, uh, speaking of 90s. Um, and again, again, the sunglasses. But not just sunglasses. If you look closely, you will notice that it actually has a little bill. It's like half sunglass, half build hat. 
<laughs> and it's true, Pale Horse. I did not anticipate, only in my wildest of dreams, could I have anticipated last week that I would not only be saying, I think this is a first place mullet, but really be strongly feeling that and having a lot of feelings about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you can't deny the lighting bolt shaved in the side. And once again, sunglasses and the fact that it is both sunglasses and a little cap with what appears to be 90s decor patterning. I was going to say zebra stripe, but I think it's actually like, if you remember uh, Saved by the Bell, those all the triangles and shapes and stuff like that. I'm definitely getting some Saved by the Bell mullet vibes here. And I can appreciate it. I wish he looked like he were having a little more fun. Um, but, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, winners don't need to have fun, I guess. <laughs> um, oh, Pale Horse, I appreciate you, though. That's right. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, this right here, winner's mullet. Like, the thing is, too, not, not trying too hard. Like, just, just hanging out in the natural habitat of a lake and or pond. Uh, you got a little bit of the, a little bit of design sh uh, shaved into the side, but nothing too dramatic. You know, and I, I feel like it's, it really just, it works. It works. Um, oh my gosh, Jinkos. <gasps> Take me back. I remember the Jinkos. Wow. Yeah. Well, and also you've got those, those loose parachute pants. You've got, I definitely had me a couple pairs of those. Uh, back, back in high school days, that was some amount of years ago that I'm not going to say. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I remember that, which I did not until literally this moment right now. <laughs> um, my, so Cold Spider, my question about buying Jinkos is buying them now can you buy them new now? Or do you just have to go on, like, eBay and try and get your hands on an old pair? Because I was looking for some Polly Pockets the other day. I have no idea why. I just got a sudden hankering for Polly Pockets. And I went to look some up. The new ones? No. No, I don't like them. The old ones. I want, like, a classic, old-timey... I say old-timey. From my childhood. You know, back... Back in the day when I was a child, that era of Polly Pockets. And I did find some being resold, and they are expensive! They are so expensive! A Polly Pocket is like this big! And the little, the, the Polly is like that big! Her pocket's this big! They're so expensive! They are crazy expensive. I know that I used to have some. At least one. And I don't right now know where it is, because if I did, I'd be able to make a living on selling it. It's, like, it's expensive enough that I am not going to buy it. I just, I can't, I can't justify it. Like, if I'm going to get a retro toy, I'm going to get something that I'm a little closer to than a Polly Pocket. Like Moon Shoes. Or the Skip It. Skip Beat. Skip It. Skip It. Um, or Pound Puppies. Pound puppies were and continue to be the best. The best. They were like the Cabbage Patch dolls for people who really weren't into dolls, but love animals like your girl. <laughs> um, you know, so 
pound puppies. I wonder, now that's a good question. I wonder if they still make, like if there's some sort of newer updated version of pound puppy. Uh, but I feel like whenever they update them, they don't have the same charm that they did. The same like creepy charm as the older ones. They always look like cheaper. I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like any have, except maybe My Little Pony. The new ones are very cute. Um, I will be honest about that. But aside from that, oh my god! Yes! We're seeing here that Rob still has some pound puppies. I'm gonna need to see some pictures of this uh, because I, I, you know, I'm not gonna explain myself. I just wanna see. I wanna see what all pound puppies you had. Like anyone who had pound puppies, who still has pound puppies, I will, it's, it's almost like the pet tax. I need the pound puppy tax. Uh, I need to see what exactly everyone was was hanging out with um oh my gosh bronx mash so i i see here you're talking about how much a cabbage patch would be worth that is a first edition do you still have brian paxton which is a really like that's a surprisingly regular name i guess brian paxton uh, hello i'd like to introduce you to my doll Brian Paxton. Uh, he's a radiologist, you know, he, he spends a lot of time at work, but, you know, he likes to let loose on the weekends once in a while. <laughs> That's kind of the vibe I get from that. What a treat. Yeah, I never really had Cabbage Patch Kids because I was a little freaked out by them, and I never really played with, like, baby dolls or anything. I had just this army of, like, a whole bunch of little animal figures from different places, like Barbie pets and like all sorts of other random weird animal figures and such. And I would just play these scenarios with all these little little figures and, and little stuffed animals and such. And it was great. Uh, which does beg the... It might explain a little bit as well, though, because my nephew, my older nephew, when he was a baby... I remember that uh, my my mother-in-law had me hold him one time while he was sleeping, and it was fine. He was he was just like a little potato sack, um, and it was you know it was fine. Held him, it was it was all right. And uh, I love my nephews; they are wonderful. <laughs> but I you know, and then I gave him back, and then he woke up, and my my mother-in-law was like, "Oh, do you want to hold him now?" I was like, "No, not really." And to which uh, Clayton, my my significant other partner. Um, was asking like, oh, ask me about having held babies. And I was like, listen, this child is the first, and mind you, this was like probably about six years ago or so. This was the first and only baby I have ever held in my life. And my husband asked, how is that the only baby you've ever held? To which my response, and I think very reasonably, is where am I going to find a baby to hold? I'm an only child. I don't have any cousins that live around me. Who's handing out babies? So I digress. That all to say, too, that I didn't really have baby dolls either. Um, so I didn't really hold babies in any capacity, either fake or real. <laughs> so, oh, Teddy Ruxpin. Yes. Uh... Teddy Ruxpin is a good one. And Cole Spider, do you still have a My Buddy doll? 
because I, for whatever reason, I got on to really old uh, jingles the other day, and my buddy was one of them. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, my buddy, my buddy, um, and Akato Four. Thank you for the follow. But yeah, my buddy is cool. Great, a wonderful idea. Uh, child's play, I don't think helped with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, Robin Akata, like, you know, uh, like, what do you do? What do you do with a baby? You know, like, the thing that freaks me out most about babies is that what do they want? What are their intentions? What are they doing there? I don't know. I, they, I feel like they're up to things. They've got plans and I can't figure out what those plans are and that makes me nervous. <laughs> you know, I I have to say yesterday was my first day as the art teacher at a charter school here locally. And uh this school is kindergarten through second grade. So yesterday I taught first graders and then I taught second graders and then I thought I was going to die. <laughs> um I, they, it's just a lot. It's a lot of energy. And they have just their own plans that they will manifest whether or not you want them to. <laughs> so it's, yeah, yeah, I just shudder. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, but, well, and, and Bronx Smash, as far as, like, growing up with the experience of changing diapers and stuff like that, I do think it's a good thing for people to have experience with, you know, like, especially if you're going to have kids at some point, everybody should be able to change a diaper. And I'm assuming, I'm assuming that if the point comes when I have kids, like, that's something you just learn on the fly. You just do it live. You know, I mean, it can't be that hard to do. You know, you, you put the, you clip the little flappy things on the, on the bottom half and then it's done, is my, uh, understanding of that. <laughs> uh, so, I do have another thing that I want to share with all of you beautiful, beautiful people tonight, and that is, yes, bringing this over from my own stream from back in the day. Oh, that's right. We have here, dun-dun-dun-dun, a Pusheen box. Now, for everyone who has followed me on my channel from when I was streaming more regularly, you may recall Pusheen Box is one of my favorite boxes. It is a quarterly box. That is to say, it comes four times a year. Normally, it comes, uh, like, themed toward the season, whether it's spring, summertime, uh, cold days, and whatnot. The Fall Pusheen Box is in fact my favorite because it is always, almost always, all of the ones that I have gotten are Halloween themed. And pushing with the Halloween theme is just mwah, so good. It's so cute and wonderful. And honestly, the Pusheen boxes come with some pretty swank stuff. Um, and yes, uh, for anyone who may have joined uh, more recently than the introduction was formally, and officially made. This, this, nope, 
I don't. Well, his head has gone somewhere. Uh, this is Udon, who is a beautiful. Oh, there's his face. Who is a beautiful reticulated python with a gorgeous sheen that is kind of like this blue, uh, you know, that oil slick kind of color slash colors. This gorgeous sheen. And from my understanding, as the pythons grow older and get larger, they do get darker. So I'm hoping this sheen really pops when he gets larger, but hopefully not too, 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 too large. Hopefully not too large for me to deal with. Hmm. Uh, so, getting into this, let's not mince words, waste time. Let's get into this. So Pusheen Box is... A quarterly box. I'm trying to figure out where to put it so you can see it and me at the same time. <laughs> um, it is, and as you can see, it's a hefty size box. There's, there's a head for size. Like it's a decently sized box. Um, and, and yeah. Oh no, cold spider. He's just making himself comfy. <laughs> um, she says before she passes out. No, but he. He ate yesterday, so he's fine. And at this point, he knows I'm too big for him. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pusheen Box always comes with the box itself decorated as Pusheen. And as you can see here, we've got Pusheen the Vampire. We got stripes on the back. Or the top, rather. Tail on the back and bean toes down below. The boxes are adorable. And I think I've kept almost every single one of the boxes because I store stuff in them. And they're they're not big enough to store like if I'm trying to put all my sweatshirts away for the winter, but they're good enough to store like, you know, maybe stuff in a studio or something like that. Uh, <laughs> and I will say, uh, Crit Witch has not tried to eat me yet. <laughs> um, but I do know that he is officially part of the family now because he has in fact pooped on me and yeah all of my pets have pooped on me at least once and that's how you know you've really bonded I'm assuming it's like that with babies too I'm not really sure <laughs> so as we get into this I am so stoked so it comes with a card that has all of the items listed I tend not to look at that because I like to be just as surprised as you are. I like to go on the journey together. Uh, but on the, the back of the card, we do have this cute, cute business here. It has a Pusheen, Vampire Pusheen, in, uh, in his little coffin with his pillow and his flowers and little teethies and some candles. Nice ambiance. Uh, and yeah, uh, short tails exactly like babies. <laughs> um, so, I, when it comes to vinyl figures, there are some that I keep, uh, you know, ones that I really like. I'm not always crazy about all of them. Um, the ones that come in the pushing boxes are very, uh, they're nice, you know, and they are box exclusives, so that's... It's kind of a, a special deal, as it were. But I do have to say, this one I am particularly fond of. I kind of love it, and this will absolutely be sitting on my desk space. We have here this vinyl vampire Pusheen. Look at that angry face as 
he enjoys a donut. Now, he has this little cape on that actually is thinner, thinner plastic. It's kind of sticking off of the, the main... Ooh, looks like I could take it off. We'll not do that. I don't want to break it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the cape is attached in the front, so I'm not sure... Okay, I don't, I don't want to take it apart. It looks like I could take it apart if I wanted to. I don't know if it's supposed to, though, so I'm just going to leave it alone. But yeah, so we've got uh, Count Pusheen and his tasty donut with that cute face. Ugh, I, I love him already. So let us move on, though. So next up, uh, we have... And this has a tag on it that told me what it was. But let's see if I can find out even once it's open. Oh my gosh. <gasps> Step back. So technically speaking, according to the tag, this is a treat tote. Or if you're me, it's an everything you need to carry everywhere tote. Um, Akata, unfortunately, he is not squishy. He looks like he should be, but he's uh, kind of just the vinyl plastic but yes so on this tote slash my new everyday bag <laughs> we have a whole bunch of these vampire machines enjoying the donuts happily looking a little mischievous and upside down uh, looking a little sour over there but we also have a lot of yes bronx mash art supply tote and the thing is, too, it's actually, it's this uh, polyester, question mark? It's that kind of smooth, slick material that feels like maybe it would be slightly waterproof. But yeah, this would actually be amazing for art supplies. Uh, done and done. Yeah, and I, I'm a fan. And honestly, we can see here that... Uh, it appears Unon is a fan, too, who keeps going toward the bag. <laughs> so next up, we have... Oh, man. Okay, I... I am super stoked. If you have ever seen me on any of the other streams doing some TTRPG and, and the like, you will know that most of the time, if not all of the time, I am eating and or drinking something, <laughs> which I realized as I was going back and watching over some that I am essentially uh, Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven, which is fine. I like food. I like beverage. Uh, so that is one of the reasons why this is so thrilling, though. Uh, so I have to take it out of its protective packaging here. But, ah, it stuck to me. Oh, my God. Um, Y'all. Pusheen Vampire Goblet. Let's uh, get this in here so you can really enjoy what there is to enjoy. Gets this more purpley dark color at the bottom. We've got, like, this faux blood drippage coming from the top. And it's glass. I don't know if you can hear that, but it's glass. I am really stoked about this. I am now going to be drinking from this glass exclusively. Um, yeah, and oh, Bronx Mash, it is absolutely 
begging to have a red beverage in it. I love it. I love this. And the only thing I wish is that it were a little bit bigger. But honestly, like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's good, though, you know. And the box does send tons of stuff, as you will continue to see. So the fact that their cups tend to be a little smaller. Do I really need to be drinking the amount in a larger glass anyway? And it's not like you can't pour more into there. So that I am super stoked about. And then next up, we have... Uh, uh, something a little bit flatter, but nonetheless fun. Oh my gosh! Okay, so we have this trinket tray, so I am told, slash what I read on the box. Uh, it's plastic, but it's actually real cute. Like, we've got Pusheen the Bat in there, and it's about yay deep. Definitely would be easy to, like, set on the bathroom sink and, you know, if you need to chuck your rings into something, if you're washing your hands or earrings or eyelashes. For me, a lot of the time it tends to be eyelashes because I think about taking them off when I am about to wash my face. Uh, this would be a good place to put them so they don't end up in the sink, on the floor, behind the toilet, and the other places the cats like to take them because they like to test my patience. <laughs> and yes, wrong smash. This is indeed sipping. This is sipping like a classy lady size. Wait, that's right. That's right. This pinky has gone out. Uh, yeah, I feel good about it. I feel good about it. And so, moving along, next up, we have something that I'm really excited about. <laughs> Let's see if I can... Oh my gosh, I... I'm about to die from how amazing this is. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I, well, this, I have reached every goal in my life now. Um, this is, in fact, the best thing I have ever gotten. And for those of you who have seen me do other openings on this, you will know that I've gotten some cool stuff before. None of it holds a candle to this it is a Pusheen blanket cape so let me actually stand up to show you this because sitting cannot accurately demonstrate how amazing this is all right let's see if i can get you situated my little man all right so oh absolutely I, w I will be sipping while I enjoy this blanket cape. So, we've got here, and you can also enjoy my nice uh, PJ pants. We've got the top hood part is Angry Pusheen Vampire. The inside is this kind of satiny material, very smooth. And as we move up, we've got a little clasp up front, like any good cape has. And as we move along, we got a little arm. Your arm goes through there. And it, it does like, it's a bat wing. Look at this. The arm is a bat wing. And on the back, we, of course, have Pusheen's iconic stripes. Yeah, they, 
they went ham on this one. They went all out, all in. This is one of my favorite things I have ever gotten from one of these boxes. If not my favorite thing, like this, I will no longer exist outside of this hooded blanket ever again. This is going to be the only thing that you will see me in. It will become a part of me. <laughs> um, so there's a couple things left, and I really like this a lot. This is a simple kind of small thing, but I really like it. We've got these pushing vampire stickers. We got some moons. We got some pushings with donuts. We've got some bat pushings. And we've got some donuts and coffins. Yeah. These are pretty cool. And I'm trying, trying, imagine I'm knocking on wood. I'm trying to get into using a planner. Mm, that's right, like an organized human being, like an adult, if you will. Uh, so stickers are definitely a welcome thing because I will be putting them into everything. Everything. Every day will be Vampire Day. <laughs> oh my god, yes! Uh, so, catching up, Cold Spider, I am so delighted to hear that your wife enjoys. Um, and yeah, Akata, this, it definitely seems warm. And again, with the, the plush satin lining in the hood, now the whole thing is not lined with that, but it is definitely has a warm feel to it. Um, and Bronx Mesh, absolutely. I'm going to be your, your pastel Mortish Adams over here with all my pastel goodies and my buddy Udon. Oh, um, but yeah, I will be lounging in this, sipping my, my, my wine or my grape juice, uh, because sometimes you just get a hankering, you know what I mean? Sometimes you get a hankering for some juice. And then, oh, oh, I lied, there are a couple things left. Ah, a secret at the bottom. So this one, I'm actually going to need to take out of its little package to show you properly. Yeah, right. I don't know that I've ever actually had gin and juice. I'll be honest about that. Gin and tonic, every day, all day, but not, not quite that intense, but. So next up, we have here this delightful Pusheen bookmark. We've got Pusheen with his cape fluttering all around, some bats, some stars, and it's actually this nice, like, um, I don't know if it's like a vinyl material. I don't know if you can hear that. But it's, uh, yeah, it's it's not paper. It's definitely like a, a plastic of some kind. Uh, so it looks like it will last really well. Um, and then lastly, lastly we have, which I'm real stoked about, uh, and a, a lot because... Well, I'll explain as soon as I get this out of its package, which is harder to do with one hand. Thank you, Udon. My friend... Here, let's just... Oh, there we go. There we are. <laughs> All right. He is... 
He is on the move. He's got places to be, and those places are not here right now. Um, so the last thing we have is this adorable journal. It is this, it's this, like, the whole color theme has been kind of this maroon deal. So got this maroon journal, nice uh, canvas cover with this silver, silver design of Pushing the Vampire. And, yeah, it's got a little, one of these little, uh, you know, the little ribbon placeholder deals. And, oh my god! <gasps> Even better and more surprising, not only is it a journal, which a lot of times when I get real cute journals that are, you know, not super intensive, like college ruled and all that stuff, it'll be the thicker lines. And I don't love that, uh, personally. But what we have here is a dotted journal, which I actually really, really like. One could, in fact, make a bullet journal out of this. I could make my own planner instead of using the one that I purchased, that I plan to use, and once again, start moving my planners all around and not stick to one and then become very confused, <laughs> uh, which I might try to not make this into a planner because I, listen, I've walked that road a number of times and I'm not very good at it. <laughs> um, but, oh my gosh, I gotta, I know, like, I, I want to, like, I keep seeing all these really cute layouts and designs and such that I want to do, but then I don't stick with it because I have a hard time sticking with all sorts of stuff, even my regular written planners. Um, I, I want to want to fill them in on the regular all of the time, but I have such a hard time with it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and like, well, and, and Bronx Mesh, as you say, like, uh, ADHD is a hell of a thing, and your girl that is this one here, is going in for an assessment next week. That is right. We will soon be finding out whether or not this one, and that's me, not the snake, has uh, ADD as well. So we'll be finding that out. Which, you know, mental health. It's important. See therapy. Take your meds if you need to. Investigate what's going on in that melon. It's something that I firmly stand behind, and uh, I think that is good for everyone. But yeah, so I'm going to be going in to find out more. And let me tell you, I knew there was going to be an assessment, but in getting it scheduled and everything, this is not just an assessment, this is an assessment. Because I am going to be there for about like five or six hours during which I will be asked questions. I have to bring somebody in who knows me, who can answer questions. I have to answer more questions. And then uh, I think I just kind of hang out until they tell me something. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but I am, in fact, I want to say optimistic. Optimistic that I'll find out something, right? Because um, I definitely, it's been a lifelong trend of mine that I... Just, you know, I approach things and projects in kind of a way that is not so easy to stick with, 
question mark? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So I and listen, if it were just this amount of time answering questions about myself. OK, I feel like I could do that. I love talking about myself if I need to. But I like I think the waiting is going to be a hard portion, but also like man, I don't know what this test contains. Am I going to be asked math questions? Am I going to have to, like, do little puzzles or logic games or anything like that? Oh, yeah. It's definitely going to be a bring a snack kind of day, though. Um. Oh, cold spider! Yes! So I did see that. So apparently there are pushing boxes for pets. So your fur baby could indeed have all sorts of pushing goodies for them. Now, sadly, I don't think there is a pushing box for noodle pets, but I believe there's one for dogs and cats. Maybe both? Um, but, uh, yeah, this pushing box, it always comes with a lot of pushing box exclusives. I think, if not everything, um, I want to say everything is exclusive to the box, but I know most of the things, if not everything, is. And... It's not cheap. It's like 40 some odd dollars per box, but it's also quarterly. So it, you know, it's not like a monthly thing. And also, I don't know if anyone's ever shopped Pusheen in the wild. Their stuff ain't cheap. And the amount of things that come in the boxes and the types of things that come as well are definitely worth the price. Like they are really cool. Um, yeah. They're really cool. It's definitely something that I enjoy and uh, I'll stand behind, if you will. But, oh yeah, and and as far as that goes, Pale Horse, uh, I love, I like, I love organizing things. I love making spreadsheets and such like this. I will make, I cannot tell you the amount of places I have made to-do lists, task lists, um, and then I never go back. And then I make a task list somewhere new. <laughs> and then I don't go back to that one. And I just kind of do the circuit, if you will, making task, list, task lists all over the place. <laughs> uh, and hoping that someday I will check them off, scratch them out, whatever it is you're supposed to do with the task list when you're done with it. Uh, yeah. That's, it's a very real thing. It's a real thing and I feel it deeply in my bones. <laughs> um, oh, oh, it is, it is, it is a fixation. Like, I, I love making bullet journals. Like, I love drawing in them and cutting things out and putting stickers. <laughs> like, I like the crafting element. Like, that part just brings a smile to the inner workings of my soul. And then when I'm actually going about my day, I totally forget it exists. Uh, and I think in part, if I were to develop, I don't know, a habit of some kind, that likely would help. But, mm, meh, you know, I mean, it's one of those things. One of those things. Um, oh, see, yeah, and having, having a list stuck in a place that you are definitely going to see it, that seems like a smart idea. Perhaps even one that maybe someone could uh, give a go to. <laughs> um, and also Udon, because 
I think Udon needs better practice when it comes to uh, organization and task lists. So, <laughs> ooh. Now, Akata, you may be onto something. Like, teaching Bujo for art classes, it's not going to be something that's for the art classes that I'm teaching during the week because I was lucky to have them be quiet for, like, I had about a 45-second window. <laughs> um, but, like, oh, oh, Akara, I see what you're saying. Using, using a bullet journal for teaching. Oh, see, that's clever. I, I feel like I would need to look up some, you know, get, get on my little Pinterest over here and check out how people are doing it, especially for teaching. Because that, I like that idea. I definitely like having things in certain places that I know, like, this is the book I go to for this thing. This is where I go to for this thing. Um, having them all in one could work someday, um, but... You know, I'm, I'm going to be easy on myself. I'm not going to try and overdo it. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I Bronx Smash. I definitely read as well that it takes 21 days to build a habit. Which, when you think about, 21 days is less than a month. One should, in theory, be able to do something for 21 days. It seems doable. It seems like a possible thing to do. But I have developed the habit of not developing good habits. <laughs> so, really, I would be breaking my streak uh, to build a new one. <laughs> I say, I also laugh because I would love to be able to, you know, develop better habits when it comes to working out and organizing things and other things that are adult necessities in life. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing to me, though, that it does take so long to build a new habit and so short to break it. Why is that? That's not fair. I don't, I don't like that. You know, how about three days to build a habit and 21 days to break it? I like that a lot better. That sits with me a little bit better. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so thank you, everybody, for joining me. We're getting close to my the time I'm going to be wrapping up. But it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for hanging out here with me, with Udon, and all of the strange and gloriously strange, mulleted, rat-brained, spooky sound, large pumpkin beehive things that uh, we got to go over this fine evening. Um, yeah, I'm so glad to have you here for my very first episode of this show. It means the world to me, so thank you so much. I definitely look forward to doing more of these, uh, and next time, next time, I will have my tech set up beforehand. Hopefully. <laughs> and, ah, oh, Sir Sayon, so good to see you! Yeah, and I'm so happy you were lurking! Thank you so much for showing up! And yeah, absolutely! I'm excited to come back again at you next month with more weird and strange things. And I do want to say that I have another show that is going to be starting soon on November 6th. That is a Sunday, the first and third Sundays of the month. 
a little bit earlier on in the day, I am going to be hosting what I like to call the Morning Play Cafe. It's going to be chill. It's going to be low-key. It's going to be relaxed. I am going to be playing Minecraft to start off with, so it might also become a little alarming when I am startled because I don't take being startled very easily. But otherwise, it's going to be a nice morning stream for you to wake up and enjoy your Sunday, too, with. Uh, yeah, so definitely come back and hang out with me then. I look forward to talking with all of you again soon. And yeah, remember that I will put on the Discord the... Um, uh, it's not really a sound wave, but I'll put a link to the sound of the Earth's magnetic field. And you can just let that play on repeat and enjoy whatever it is that that sound is. <laughs> so thank you so much. It has been awesome. Make sure to take care of yourselves. Do something nice for yourself. You deserve it. And until next time. Fabulation on the